What's going on, everybody? My name is Jeff St. Pierre, and welcome to episode 72 of Adult Education. Joining me today is actor and now author Max Greenfield. This is one of those opportunities that I was just so excited to get, but also super nervous about at the same time. If you're not familiar with the name Max Greenfield, you may know him better as Schmidt from the show New Girl. I love that show and specifically his character it's just a brilliant brilliant character so when i heard that he had written a children's book i jumped at the chance to try to speak with him max was such a pleasure to have on the show he was engaged funny and just really happy to talk about his book personally i love this book too i think it's perfect for all kids and parents who love to get a laugh the book is called i don't want to read this book and you'll learn more about it in just a sec we also talk a bit about what it's like to be a dad and on a successful tv show how to navigate that and the mysteries of Paw Patrol. Now, before we jump into the conversation, some people have asked me how they can support this show, Adult Education, and I always say the best way is to leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you got a second to write a quick review, that also helps the podcast algorithms so this show will get suggested to new listeners. So rating and review would be awesome if you've got a chance. And don't forget to find us on Instagram at Adult Education Podcast. Hey. What's up, man? How are you? Good. Good, good. Um, can I ask you a dad question? Yeah. Well, you've got an 11 and a six-year-old, so I'm sure you're familiar with the legendary Paw Patrol. Sure. Uh, I can't figure out Zuma. Like, I know Chase is the police dog. Police Chase got it. Marshall, Fire Marshall, I got that one. Sky flies. What is what's Zuma? I don't I don't get Zuma. It feels like she's a re- she's like a rescue paramedic. Maybe I don't know what the actual name of the. Um... <laughs> This is how dumb I am. I'm like, well, there was a movie with The Rock where he's like seven people out of a out of a helicopter, and he's wearing a similar uniform. Okay. Oh, the San Andreas? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that orange uniform where, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Zuma is because they zoom to where they need to be, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I got us way off track, Max. I'm sorry. It's fine. It was nice talking to you. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> and that's my time. All right. Uh, well, congratulations on the book, man. This is really cool stuff. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. Did you think that you would add, let me put it this way. Did you think you would add children's author to your resume? I can see a lot of people thinking that at one point in their life, they may have a biography or something that will come out. But did you think children's author would be on your resume? I never thought I'd have a resume. Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> but you have a quite I mean, a great I resume. Can't believe it. Still, still shocked. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, it's funny. Like you're one, and maybe you had this experience with other actors when you're watching movies and TV. But you fall in love with someone on a particular show or movie, and then you watch older things, and you're like, "Oh wait, there they are." How did I not? T-? I was. Yeah. We were streaming some TV shows over the pandemic, my wife and I, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Veronica Mars." Greek, the OC, you play the young Sandy Cohen in the OC. I'm like, I, I had no idea all this time that Schmidt was playing all these different characters. Yeah, well, it wasn't Schmidt then. It was That's just true. like, please put me in your show. And it was happy to be a guest star or a co-star on a lot of those shows. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the best jobs. Those are, those are the ones where you're like running around just trying to make it happen. And then 
it's good to have a bunch of those under your belt before you go and do a series like New Girl, which lasted so long, because man, oh man, are you grateful. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And you became a dad. You, your oldest is an 11 year old. So you became a dad right around the time New Girl kind of came out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Lily was one when we started filming New Girl. Did you find it? Weird. I know when you're acting, you're playing a different character, but did you find it weird acting, you know, sort of as this bachelor going out on dates, trying to meet women when you're like rolling into the set after having a sleepless night with a one year old in the house? For sure. For sure. <laughs> for, sh for sure. The, the main concern is you're like, can I go home? Because why are we shooting this for 14 hours? <laughs> I have a one-year-old at home, and my wife is so mad at me. She doesn't understand why this is taking so long. <laughs> but she's a casting uh, casting director. Is that what it, her role is? Yeah, she was a, she was a casting executive, casting executive. Um, and which would lead you to believe that she understands why filming takes as long as it does. But still, to this day, she's like, "So you're not coming home because of what? Why?" You're like, we're, we're, we're still shooting. I don't know what to tell you. Well, can you tell them to go faster? I re it's, not my, it's not my job. <laughs> You're like, hey, if you could please get this on the first take, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sure. I'm gonna, I'll, tell them, uh, I'll tell them you need me as fast as you can. Hey, like Cedric the Entertainer, uh, you're really you're really mailing it in today. I need you to step up your game so I can get home to my kids. <laughs> or, bit, or like, hey, guys, can you cut me out of the next four scenes? Um, <laughs> it sounds like I got to get home. Uh, I do love in the back of the book before we actually talk about, you know, what goes into this and, and how you wrote this whole thing together. But I love the bio in the back because it certainly looks like you're writing your own. And I hate doing that. Like when people at my radio station ask me to write my own bio, I'm like, what? I, I never know what to say. I feel like it's so awkward to write it from that perspective. It's really difficult. And then it's and then somebody will say, well, you should put all your credits in there. And then I don't I don't want to. <laughs> I go that has that it really is sort of what you it leads back to what you were just asked, which is you know what do you feel like then defines you is sure. it the shows like the t v shows that you were on or what you really care about, which is i mean not that I don't care about the shows that I'm on, but right. like i'm I, I'm much more interested in being a good parent and and husband than i am than I care about being a good actor. And I just feel so, like it's it's got to be awkward too, just to be like, well, I was in all of these things. Like it just it was like totally, an ego the whole thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I'm not, I just I I don't I don't think I can bring myself to be like the star of New Girl, and you know, <laughs> you know I can't. I just can't do it. Um, my favorite part about your book, by the way, I don't want to read this book, uh, is chapter two, got it right here where it says chapter two, I still don't want to read this book. And I just, That's I right. laughed out loud trying to read that to my daughter. She, my daughter's 11 months old, so she has no idea what the hell I'm reading to her right now. But I, I got to that point. And I was like, That's, that's hilarious. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, I mean, obviously it's funny because if you, if you're reading the book, you know, that the page before that is just screaming about how this better not be a chapter book, chapter books are the worst. But it really does. Like one of the nicest responses we've gotten from uh, about the book has been from teachers. And on the simplest level, they're getting to sort of use the book to break down what, what a book looks like between words and sentences and paragraphs and chapters. And it's been really exciting to see them do it in what feels like a really fun and different way. 
it's not often you get to see a teacher sit in front of a classroom and be like, oh, sentences are the worst. <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of teachers, you said kind of the impetus for writing this book came during the pandemic when you were homeschooling your kids. So why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, you know, the pandemic hit. And on Friday, I was working and Lily was in school. And then on Saturday, I wasn't working and school was closed. They sent home a curriculum and all of a sudden I was the teacher. And I thought, this is worst case scenario <laughs> for everyone involved. I thought this is how, or this was the meaning of social media. I'm alone. Uh, I'm scared. I feel overwhelmed. Certainly there must be other people who are feeling the same exact way. Let's communicate via the internet. <laughs> so I took a picture of the two of us. I think I captioned it like Professor Greenfield. And based on my face alone, having to do nothing, they were just like, oh my God. And so it got this huge response. We started doing these videos. Uh, they were all really funny and, and, and ultimately got... <laughs> All of these messages from first responders and from teachers who were like, these videos are keeping us going. And Lily and I, every day, were like, this is so much pressure. We have to keep doing it for the first responders. <laughs> <laughs> but during that time, you know, there was a bunch of people who like had reached out and they were like, this is great. You know, and everybody's like scrambling to try and figure out how to continue to work during this time and what to do and the idea of it maybe becoming a podcast was an option and I was like I can't talk for that long and then this idea of a book came around and I thought well it can't be a real book I can't write that many words uh, it'll take me the pandemic will we'll go we'll hit another well, a whole nother pandemic will happen before I finish this this one um and then this idea of writing a children's book came up and I thought, well, if I was going to do that, this is what it would be. It would be called, I don't want to read this book and be all the reasons why I don't want to read or why a child doesn't want to read a book. But by the end of the book, they will have read a book. And so my agent then was like, can I pitch that? And I go, yeah, sure, fine. And I thought, you know, I actually like that idea. It's a shame nothing will ever happen with it. <laughs> um, and then he called me back a couple days later and they were like, Penguin wants to make the book. And I said, get out of here. And uh, because I, I mean, look, I, I've I've written many a screenplay that have gotten a very different reaction. <laughs> I'm I'm still waiting to hear on those. Yeah. So then all of a sudden we were like writing this book, and and um, what was my experience as a parent and trying to get my kids to read, and then you know telling me how or all the reasons why they don't want to read a book, and then became my experiences my own experience with reading where it was a really challenging thing for me and still continues to be a challenging thing for me. It really felt like, Oh, wow, this is, this is based on true experience um, of, of my own. And it became a really uh, meaningful project to work on. And I could, I really am so honestly proud of this thing. Oh, well, you should be. It's a fantastic book. I mean, as a parent trying to read it to my kid, too. I mean, there's there's entertainment to it. And I, I actually feel bad for like my parents and, and you and I are close to the same age. So I feel bad for our parents because when we were kids, I don't think they really had books like this that were geared for both people to enjoy where like the kids and the parents. Like, I don't think the entertainment level was there for parents. But now between this one and BJ Novak's book and you've got the, yeah. day the crayons quit and all that, like that's entertaining for the parents to read as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. And I think it, I, I love BJ's book and BJ's book was a big inspiration for this book because, you know, the thing with BJ's book is BJ's book, you read to your child and it's funny to see the adults go blah, 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 crazy. Um, and as a child, you must think books are the greatest. Right. I, if all books are like this book, I'm going to love reading. Then you get a little older and you realize, well, hold on. What are all these books? These books are not as much fun as the book with no pictures. I have to read a social studies book? What, <laughs> what, is, what is this? Yeah. And so it's sort of the follow-up when either you realize, one, reading is difficult for me, or two, what are all these books that uh, I, don't, I don't care about? <laughs> Does BJ know you wrote a sequel to his book? <laughs> no, I should, re- I should tell him. <laughs> Like, hey, man, just uh, just so you know. <laughs> hey, BJ, just so you know, uh, I'm going to do this book. It's sort of like, I mean, they're totally unrelated, but at the same time, you know, they're kind of related. So when you were a kid, reading was not the easiest thing for you. Uh, and I, I just, I think it's, I think it's great that you address that with this book too, because I feel like as a parent, for rightfully so, we're trained to read to our kids. It's a great way for them to learn and to grow, but not every kid loves that experience. No, yeah. I mean, I think the messaging is always... And it's given to kids in different ways. You're going to fall in love with reading. And this will be the joy and the magic and the wisdom of writing and reading. And and you're like, and the magic, whatever it is. And if you're a kid who's struggling with reading or just like rather be riding a skateboard or, or, or doing something or learning in a much different way, you're going to go, I don't get this. So I have to be in love with this? And so this is a way, I hope, for kids to kind of articulate themselves in a fun way and start a conversation with either a parent or a teacher that's based in, look, totally get it. (laughs) But this, I don't know that this is 100% for me right now. Or like I'm on a different pace than the other kids in the class who are, you know, three Harry Potter books deep and I'm still trying to figure like finish the first chapter. But I also think it works if you're a teacher or a parent reading it and you're then articulating something that maybe the student or the child is thinking and feeling and it might make that child feel like, oh, it's okay to feel these things and look how my teacher is making fun of it and my, my parent is making fun of it. Um, and it's okay not to want to read a book right now because well, it might be exhausting. <laughs> it, it can be exhausting. Well, Max, my wife is a reading teacher. She says, thank you for making this because she's going to make sure she gets some for her class because uh, it really is a great uh, a great piece of work. Max, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I know you got to get rolling on to your next thing here on your busy promo tour day. But I appreciate your time, man, and thank you so much. Thank you. I so appreciate it. All right. Take care. Later. Big thank you to Max Greenfield for taking some time to hang out with me today. I'd highly recommend his book. I don't want to read this book for any kids and parents. It's definitely a book that both can enjoy while reading. Also, a quick thank you to Jason Reeves, by the way. I know I've thanked him before on this show, but he's the creator of the music that you're hearing underneath my voice right now, and I just really appreciate his time doing that. And thank you to all of you for joining me this week. I appreciate you sharing some of your day with me. My name is Jeff St. Pierre. Until next week, be well.